This is Unfiltered, episode 54, for June 12th, 2013. From ABC News, this week with George Stephanopoulos. Reporting from ABC News headquarters, George Stephanopoulos. Hello again. The secret struggle to balance national security and individual liberty broke out into the open this week after a series of blockbuster revelations starting in the Guardian newspaper. We learned that the government has the capacity to track virtually every American phone call and to scoop up impossibly vast quantities of data across the Internet. This week's episode of Unfiltered, a series of leaks have blown the lid off the NSA's massive surveillance dragnet of the Internet, forcing the federal government to come clean to the world. We'll dig into the new revelations, how this could technically be done, and then we'll expose the lapdog media's attempt to manipulate the narrative. Plus, why the U.S. is becoming concerned over military equipment built in China, an update on the situation in Turkey, your feedback, and much, much more on this week's episode of Unfiltered. Welcome to the Jupiter Broadcasting Late Breaking News and NSA Security News Center. My name is Chase Nunes, and welcome to another edition of Unfilter, the weekly show that talks to you about the news that you really should not be watching. My name is Chase Nunes, and joining me every week, as always, is a lovely, talented, and handsome-bearded Chris. Hello there, Mr. Chase. Hey, Chris. What, big show today. <laughs> no, I, I not think really. This might be this week, <laughs> no. and, then, and the following weeks are what this show was created for. I was really really tempted after Thursday of last week to call you and say, say we got to do a Friday show. We got to do a Friday show. I, I, we sh- maybe in I retrospect was, we should have. I was very, very, I was itching because when, when this went down, I, I, I don't know where I was. Uh, wait, no, I was getting ready for the pinball show. Oh yeah. And I was hearing all this stuff just yeah. starting to filter Crazy, through. Right? And I was just like, <clears throat> really, 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 <sighs> this, this really it's, happened. It's a, it's a one, it's one part. Yeah. We've known this. We've been saying this. Oh my gosh, this is what we've been saying. And then yeah. it's also two part. Finally, we're talking about it. It's yes. just like, so I, I'm almost more relieved that it's just out there in the open. So obviously, um, I don't think it's all out there though. No, it's not. No. And we're going to get to that. Yeah. And this is going to be a big show. We're going to get to a lot of that. In fact, so let's start with Turkey. That's what the majority <laughs> of the show will be about. But first, I felt like. I'll uh, tell you, at the end of this clip... why I think I, this is the distraction of the show right here. I think it connects. Oh, I, you do? Well, no, not directly. Okay. But Let me I say, how does fireworks connect? That's but, what I want to know. Well, first of all, fireworks are beautiful. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, I chase... I don't think I need to... I, we Especially don't need to, uh, Native American in, uh, fireworks are it, awesome. I don't need... We don't need a Fox News alert chase, but... <laughs> Breaking if we news. got if we got one handy, yeah, fireworks are beautiful. That's true. No, I I, I want to know. I have a question for you at the end of this clip. For me, and I also think it's just important to mention while the U.S. is involved in all of its circle jerk drama, <laughs> there is a real on full on uh, citizens protest going on in another country, in another part of the world that is absolutely just as valid as the plight that we face here. Okay, in the homeland. All right. Tonight, one of the world's great ancient cities looks like a war zone. 
all day in a central square in Istanbul, riot police fired volleys of burning tear gas at anti-government demonstrators, knocking them back with water cannon. The demonstrators answered by throwing rocks and setting fires. Their anger is directed squarely at this man, Prime Minister Recep Tayyip Erdogan, one of America's closest friends. His country houses American nuclear weapons. He's a crucial ally, standing with the U.S. against President Bashar al-Assad in Syria and in stopping Iran from getting a nuclear weapon. I see. Okay. All right. See, this is okay. Okay. All right. There's a lot. There's a big. There's a big, much larger thing going on here with the Turkey's a, a very important part of for the U.S. But for almost two weeks now, protesters have unleashed their rage against him. We were there as it began. These are some of the biggest protests this country has seen in decades. Unimaginable just weeks ago. Many of the protesters here say the prime minister is becoming a dictator and want him to step down. We feel that our rights are being taken away from us. We don't feel like this is a democratic country anymore. And this is why they're protesting. Their rights are being taken away from them and they don't feel like it's a democracy anymore. Or so it's the question. Why the hell are we not doing that? Why, is it the Prozac? Is it is it the fluoride? Oh, what is the reason? Oh, Why are we all just sitting around bitching? And meanwhile, these guys are going to the streets. Because if if you feel safe, if you're into that guise of, well, if it doesn't affect me directly, then eh, it's one of those eh type feelings, I right? I think that's absolutely part of it. I'll, I'll, I will present you another potential hypothetical. Okay. This is not conspiracy hypothetical. No, I, I'm just, it? here's the thing. So the current right. administration has the, a, a, a quote unquote government has been in power for what, 10, 11 years? Right. So they, it's been this very disjointed government over the history of Turkey. And when you look at the United States of America or some of the other places around the world, we have this long, consistent, very, very well established chain of propaganda. Right. We America is great. We are we are the greatest nation on earth. We are the land of the free. Home of the brave. If you want anything to happen, you can make it happen in America. That's right. You you are free to uh, live out your dreams. Right. Whereas when you have this government that's been broken up over the years, they haven't been able to establish this long time propaganda campaign, and so they haven't been fooling their population for generations after generation. Okay. Is that conspiracy or is that yeah, just part of it? I mean, it might be a little part of it. I I don't know. I mean, the, the thing is here, you would you would think that there would be enough Americans to that, get upset. Yeah, that that would get upset. Yeah. I mean, and we see what happened with this Occupy Wall Street. And what happens is, you get people that are not your. I, I hate to segregate, uh, you know, not segregate, but segment us. But you get the segment of the population that don't have jobs, that you know don't bathe, and they're just kind of there, and they're like, eh, you know, yeah, white people. Yeah, yeah, we're against the we're against the man. White people. Um. Yeah, I mean, you're right. And also, but those people are also cracked down on by a police state. Right. So maybe the police state helps. Maybe it's a combination of things. Maybe. Really? It's a combination of things. All right. So um, before we get into uh, the huge topic of this week, I would like to set up a little pretext to all of this. Something that we can all just keep in mind as we move forward. The NSA, as we all know, is building a huge data center in Utah. Well, because real estate's pretty cheap out there. And I thought, and the power's pretty for cheap. context, as we are about to get into the NSA wiretapping, the Verizon metadata collection, the PRISM stuff, I thought it would be good to have some context around this data center, and luckily, NPR put out a report this week. Oh. 
The complex of buildings is finished and at 1.5 million square feet, it's five times bigger than the IKEA down the road. It's top <laughs> secret, so we can't get any closer than this four-lane highway. This is a location that is quintessential for Utah. Mountains rise behind this dusty desert foothill. There's even a compound of polygamists nearby. Inside the NSA's Utah data center, workers are now planting 100,000 square feet of computers, and sometime in September, the data harvest begins. This is just part of a big network, okay, and that, that data is analyzed across that network. Which means, says NSA Installations Director Harvey Davis, the place will employ about 100 technicians and no intelligence analysts. When an analyst sits in front of their computer and does their work, they don't particularly care from whence the data came, okay? And as long as the data finds its way into the network, people who do the work, analytic work and data, do not have to be geographically in the same place. So it's the computers that will do the work here in Utah, and boy, will they be busy consuming 65 megawatts of power, enough for 65,000 homes. They'll get so hot they need a million and a half gallons of water a day to stay cool. After all, they'll be able to process enough emails, phone calls, text messages, and other data to take up five zettabytes of storage. Five zettabytes would fill more than a trillion DVDs. That's an estimate from William Binney, a former NSA what technical about director. On, man. They would the have times. plenty of space with five zettabytes to store, you know, at least something on the order of 100 years worth of the worldwide communications, phones and emails and stuff like that, and then have plenty of space left over to do any kind of parallel processing to try to break codes. The NSA says the data center capacity is classified information. Of course, we wouldn't want to endanger the data center by releasing the capacity. Think about that. Five zettabytes. That's it? And that's at current capacity. And by the way, Good news, everybody. Not the only data center the NSA is building. No, no, they're building two data centers. You have to have redundancy, Chris. And uh, they are just... Do you think they're using Carbonite? They've just <laughs> they've just broken... I was wondering if they're using the new Mac Pro with Thunderbolt to uh, do uh, all that storage. Oh, don't go there. bitter man over No, here. no, yeah, 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 Chris. What, what did you purchase? I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, exactly. Not a Mac Pro. Not a new one, at least. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> can't believe you. Now, um, not. So there you go. That sets up what we're about to get into and gives you a little context of the capacity that this machine, and I'm going to call it a machine, the capacity this machine has. And I want to, I want everybody to keep that in mind as we move forward. But first, Chase. Yes, yes sir. Before we do that, yes. I have a very, very special thank you to give to a good list of folks that became unfiltered supporters this last week. We dropped the price down to $5. What? $5. Are you crazy? We're going to try to get to more supporters, but we're asking everybody, if you find value from the show and you want to keep us going, we are independent media. We are sponsored and funded. By the NSA? Well, hopefully. I mean, that'd be... Hopefully they're backing this up at least yeah. for us. I mean, if they just offer us the cloud storage, I'm good. <laughs> hey, NSA, can I get SFT SFTP to that, please? Uh, but no, if you $5 a month, what you're doing is you, you are making us responsible to you. We don't have any... We don't have any biases. There are no sponsors at all. We're not trying. We're not trying, to, we're not trying to like cover something yeah. up or spin something where that we have no reason to do so. And not that's, yet, anyway. Not yet. But that's really, honestly, the way it should be for this type of information. You're this type right. of information shouldn't come from any particular bias. That's correct. So we've lowered it to five dollars a month, and here's what we got. This week we are at ninety. 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 Ninety supporters. Uh, first off, we got Christopher M, Chris S, Matt S, Darren G, Paul C, Paul H, the third. Robert H., 
Charles S. and Todd R. all signed up this week. Very nice. As Unfiltered supporters. And Chase, we got an email yes, actually from one of our supporters. Yeah, this email came in from Brian, and in, in, in his title he said, Supporter Show Changes. Uh-oh. I hate to request more work for you, but I would love it if you would cut the supporter show and the actual show into one file and then send out that as a supporter show. Right. It makes it a real pain to listen to the show in a playlist when the supporter show is really two pieces before mm-hmm. and after the show and then the show itself is a separate file so i end up having to play 45 minutes of the first file then skip to the next file and then skip back to the first file when it's done and since i usually listen while driving this gets complicated yeah and I, you know this is something i've been kicking around the reason i do this is because the supporter show is actually captured raw from our stream it's totally just right off it's the real. broadcast yeah and then the version that i put out for the download has uh, for the show, you know, we're each on our own individual track with different EQs and, and, and gates, and so it sounds much better, whereas the stream version is not that. However, I can see how that is a huge pain in the ass and something I've been thinking about for a while, so I will start doing that. So the supporters, and you know, it's like, hey, you know what, we're dropping the price to $5 and we're making it better for you guys. So when you become a subscriber, if you're a supporter for five bucks, you get the pre and post show. The pre and post show is what we call the supporter show, and that includes a bunch of great clips. This week, we had some calls. We took a couple of calls. We played awesome clips that provide a lot more context and more information for the stuff we're going to go into today. We got some good debates going with callers. That was a ton of fun. The supporter show is fantastic. Now, for $5, the show is worth $5 on its own. So yeah. the fact that it also supports this show is a bonus. I mean, the supporter show is getting really good. So I'm going to combine the two just to make it easier for those of you out there who are kind enough to invest in our show. So when now when you download the supporter show, it will include the pre-show, the main show, and the post-show all in chronological order. Yes. Yes? Yes. 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 So thank you to our 90 supporters. And please, we're trying to get to 300. If you could go over to the Jupiter Broadcasting site, click on episode 54 of The Unfilter Show, and then click that $5. It's only on Amazon right now. It'll be rolling out on PayPal once I get the new code to do that. I'm just... Oh, but Chase, with that all done, you know what that means. It's time to play Ask the Chat Room. It's right. He's going to go to the chat room. I bet you this is what three-letter agency, right? What three-letter agency of the federal government of the United States of America is in trouble this week, chat room? I ask you. Oh, boy. What three-letter agency is in trouble? How can it get so easy? <laughs> yeah. All right. Have you ever had an easier ask the chat room ever? <laughs> All right, Chris, got as well as trigger. Nikarasu says NSA. Oh my gosh, Chase! As a matter of fact, let's just ring the winner bells Yo. for everybody because they're all nice. saying NSA. Well, and FBI and CSI and a- what? <laughs> oh, CSI. Oh, yeah. Hold on, hold on here. What? All right. So uh, since we have been on the air last, holy crap. Right? Yes. I mean, holy crap. So uh, after the show went off the air, what we thought had broke was this Verizon metadata story. Verizon offers its telephone customers what's called the share everything plan. (laughs) Well, the irony of that did not escape a lot of folks today when it was revealed that Verizon has been sharing the phone records of millions with U.S. intelligence. And then I'm like, boom, we got a big show. As soon as I hear that headline, I'm like, holy crap, I start digging in. Within 24 hours, we have a completely new report. But first from Fox this Thursday night, our federal government is keeping track of every phone call we make. What? And developing tonight. Word they're also secretly grabbing data from Internet companies. What? Your web history, your emails, your pictures. What? What? We don't even know what else. What? 
This is brand new information said to be highly classified and never revealed until now. It even has a government code name, PRISM. Oh, now what's crazy about this is at the same time this leak hits, this is on the Thursday that Barry, I mean, uh, uh, President Obama is meeting with the Chinese president. Oh, how nice. Pretty wild, right? Yeah, right, yeah. And we had been talking for a couple of weeks on this show that, man, there's going to the be- About the Chinese hacking. Yeah, and there's yeah. a lot of stuff coming out, and more and more stuff is going to come out before this meeting. Right. This was huge, and I think it also gives us an indication of what an actual big event this was behind the scenes. So we'll save that discussion uh, for a little bit. But what was fascinating about this PRISM revelation is that it actually also accompanied- a release of the actual PowerPoint slides. Have you seen these? Yes, I have. Where yes. they where they outline Microsoft has been in the Prism program since 2007, and now they they show this timeline. They of, show all these great logos right, and right. stuff. Yeah, it's, uh, it's very nice. Uh, this is through a top secret program authorized by federal judges working under the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act (FISA), which is the secret surveillance court set up after the Nixon era. Uh, the U.S. intelligence community can gain access to the servers of nine. According to this presentation, they gain access to nine Internet companies for a wide range of digital data. In fact, why don't we let this clip explain a little? Breaking news overnight about just how much of our personal lives the government has been secretly surveilling. The Washington Post reporting a second massive intelligence operation. This one tapping into data of leading Internet companies. And ABC's John Carl has the latest now from Washington. Good morning to you, John. Good morning, Josh. Well, just as we learned about the government's program to compile all those phone records, the Washington Post has uncovered what it says is another massive U.S. spying program. This one is capable of tracking virtually anything an individual does on the Internet. If the Post analysis is correct, the scope of the newly revealed spying program is mind-boggling. According to highly classified documents obtained by the Post, the National Security Agency is able to tap directly into the servers of nine big Internet companies, extracting everything from photos and emails to web surfing to audio and video chats. The NSA technically is capable under this arrangement of pulling anything that it wants. The Post says the program called PRISM was established back in 2007 by the Bush administration and continues today under President Obama. A senior administration official tells ABC News the program is meant to track suspected foreign terrorists outside the U.S., not Americans. But a whistleblower revealed the program to the Post, the paper says, because he believed it was a massive violation of privacy, saying, quote, they quite literally can watch your ideas form as you type. This guy feels very strongly that the powers of the surveillance state have grown too great, that the boundaries are almost non-existent. The revelation late Thursday comes after the Guardian newspaper reported on a separate NSA program which compiles phone records of millions of Americans. What was interesting about this is as, it, as this breaks, I'm, I'm grappling with, as a, you know, long time since that, but I'm grappling with the technical aspect of this in my mind. And almost immediately, and this was noted by quite a quite a few uh, online bloggers, the media narrative pivots from this huge leak. And the Washington Post, they did this interesting thing, man, where they only released a few of the slides. They censored the rest, right? Right, yeah. For safety, National security. I guess, yeah. Um, and then they, the next day, immediately pivot the story, not so much about what the NSA is doing, but about the leaker himself. This is CNN Breaking News. And we start with breaking news about the 29-year-old computer technician that before today, most people had never heard of. But now the world knows Edward Snowden. He is the man who gave 
A British newspaper, The Guardian, details of a top-secret American program that has been collecting Americans' email and phone records. And then the media proceeds to do a couple of different things. They argue all the reasons why this is great and uh, why, you know, hey, if you're not doing anything wrong. Well, uh, Jim Acosta, you know, uh, Lindsey Graham said today he's not bothered by this. And I, I just wanted to read how he put it, because I know there are some viewers who might relate to this. He said, I'm a rising customer. It doesn't bother me for one bit that the National Security Administration has my number, because what they're trying to do is find out what terrorist groups we know about and who the hell they're calling. Uh, you know, uh, Jim, uh, Jim Acosta, it seems like a lot of people feel that way, right? If you're not doing something wrong, why would you care? And then if you find out later that there is some Sarnayev brothers carrying out an attack, and had we simply known that they were on these websites or talking to this jihadist, we might have stopped and saved an eight-year-old boy's life, they would say this is worth it. First of all, that's a retarded, ridiculous argument. Sorry for using the R word, but that is so dumb. They were doing this monitoring during the Boston bombings. They were. They were watching this, and they didn't catch it. They didn't catch it after all of this. They didn't catch it, Aaron. You idiot. You stupid idiot, Aaron. They didn't catch it. So first of all, so you have this weird pivot chase where they go, they start talking about the, uh, you know, if you don't have anything to hide, then there's there's nothing wrong. And also they start talking about the leaker. They talk about his girlfriend. They talk about how she posts pictures on Instagram. And they change this whole narrative. This whole thing starts changing. And at the same time, they announce that the Q group is going after him. Have you ever heard of the Q group? Is this the Q continuum? <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Maybe actually scarier. Turns out the NSA has their own internal police force. Where is Ed Snowden? An international manhunt is underway to find the man who leaked some of the U.S. government's biggest secrets. My name's Ed Snowden. I'm uh, 29 years old. Weeks ago, Snowden started final preparations for his leak and the great escape that followed it. He moved out of his house in Hawaii on May 6th and left the country on May 20th, telling his girlfriend he was leaving town, but not why. Over time, that <laughs> Bye, awareness baby. of wrongdoing sort of builds up and you feel compelled to talk about it. But it turns out the government was looking for Snowden even before he revealed himself as the source of the intelligence leaks. The NSA's Security and Counterintelligence Directorate, also known as the Q Group, is the agency's internal police force. They're basically the cops or the police of the NSA. Their main job is to make sure that, you know, their many analysts and officers and program managers are not targeted by foreign intelligence services. Eli Lake of the Daily Beast broke the news that the Q Group has been hunting Snowden for weeks. The NSA Q Group is trying to find out everything they can about Mr. Snowden, about his online habits, his travel habits, the people he knows. And the Q Group is trying to suss out any connections Snowden may have to foreign governments. We know from uh, some of the stories in the Washington Post and the Guardian that Mr. Snowden was well aware of encryption keys and technology that he can use to try to cloak his movements in cyberspace. So right now it is, I would imagine, a bit of a cat and mouse game in terms of the people who are hunting him and the, um, the hunted whistleblower. For now, Snowden's whereabouts are unknown, at least to those of us outside the Q group. Snowden has checked out of the luxury hotel in Hong Kong where he had been holed up after racking up an $8,000 bill for his three-week stay. What would it take to make you leave everything behind? You know what really grinds my gears? Oh, man. Man, you know, when this story broke, Chris, I, uh, you know, I, I don't really research a lot of things. 
Um, I'm not what I call myself an educated man. <laughs> but I do call myself an educated man. Okay. And what really grinds my gears here is a lot of the, the general public, the, the politicians, the uh, talk heads on, on radio shows, and they say, well, hey, if you got nothing to hide, right. if you're not doing anything wrong, right. you know, hey, this is okay because, you know what, this is all about security of our country. This is about stopping the terrorists. Right. It's right. about stopping the next 9-11. Right. And... I, I'm, you know, I'm a historian. I, I love history. Mm-hmm. I, I love the fact that our, our awesome country was founded upon something called the Constitution. Hmm. Now, I don't know if you've hmm. ever read the Constitution. Hmm. I think. Have you ever read the Constitution? Uh, that's that thing that I heard about that one. Well, time. there's 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 amendments in the Constitution. In the, uh, in the Constitution, bill, it, well, actually, in the Bill of Rights, the Bill of Rights was just. Is which that is something I got to pay for? Well, no, you get it automatically by being born here in the I'm United States. I'm getting charged for something? No, I no, this even... is free. This is free. Oh, okay. As, as Since you are an American citizen and you were born here and you're, uh, you get these awesome rights. Right, okay. Th- these are free. These are included. Now, there's a lot of them. There's a lot of them, but I'm going to read you one of them. Okay. This is the Fourth Amendment to the U.S. Constitution, and this is verbatim. This is the text of the Constitution. It reads as follows. All right. The right of the people to be secure in their persons houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated, and no warrants shall issue a, a but upon probable cause supported by oath or affirmation and particularly describing the place to be searched and the pension, persons or things to be seized. So when I see this, okay, okay, and, and, and also, you know, since I am a historian, I go back and I look at a quote here, from our great President Obama. From Obama. And he says the following. He says, and quote, I think it's important to understand that you can't have 100% security and then have 100% privacy and zero inconvenience. But I think it's important to re- recognize that uh, you can't have 100% security and also then have 100% privacy and Zero inconvenience. I would call that the quote that will haunt his presidency. There are certain quotes that are that uh, presidents have that get repeated over and over again. That will be the one that follows him forever. One of our forefathers, Benjamin Franklin, said the following. Any society that would give up a little liberty to gain a little security will either deserve neither or lo- and lose both. Well, and you know what makes me sick is... Uh, and that's what really grinds my gear. Oh, well, there you go. You know what really and that grinds, people is my what gears. grinds my gears, Tom? Oh, okay. <laughs> Both of them, all right. Uh, here's what, here is Obama in 2007. This administration also puts forward a false choice. This is, of course. Between the liberties we cherish. Candidate Obama talking about the Bush administration. And the security we provide. I will provide our intelligence and law enforcement agencies with the tools they need to track and take out the terrorists without undermining our Constitution and our freedom. That means no more illegal wiretapping of American citizens. <laughs> No more national security letters to spy on citizens who are not suspected of a crime. No more tracking citizens who do nothing more than protest a misguided war. No more ignoring the law when it is inconvenient. That is not who we are. And it's not what is necessary to defeat the terrorists. The FISA court works. The separation of powers works. Our Constitution works. We will again set an example for the world that the law is not subject to the whims of stubborn rulers and that justice is not arbitrary. This administration acts like violating civil liberties is the way to enhance our security. It is not. 
There are no shortcuts to protecting America. How beautiful is that? He's right, too. He nailed it. 2007 Obama is 100% right. That's constitutional scholar Obama right there. That's that's the lawyer who is completely and totally affluent in the Constitution speaking. And then what happens is he gets into the White House, and then he and you know I think we touched on this in the last show. He gets sat down for day one probably. I, yeah, according says, to Bill Hicks, it's like so. Here's the deal: you got to knock that crap off, President. You got to <sighs> knock that off. So, um, and you know that he mentions the FISA courts, and and this is a key part. What is so damn frustrating about all of this is it's the government is using a word games on us. So a lot of you out there are probably familiar with Clapper. Clapper is the head of the intelligence agencies, and he was actually just in front of a committee, hand on the Bible oath, and, and Wyden asked him the following. So what I wanted to see is if you could give me a yes or no answer to the question, does the NSA collect any type of data uh -huh. at all? on millions or hundreds of millions of Americans. And he is asking Clapper, who is the head of the NSA, head of all the intelligence agencies, he's asking him directly now. A yes I, or no question. I will mind you, also bear in mind that Wyden provided him ahead of the meeting with the questions because Wyden had been briefed on some secret programs and knew what the, probably likely knew what the true answer was, provides him ahead of time saying, prepare yourselves, get your legal teams ready, we're going to ask you this question in a public hearing, you're going to be under oath, I'm going to ask you this, get ready. No, sir. It does not. Not wittingly. And and he got he later said in a in an interview with uh, ABC he said well I felt like it was the type of question where they asked me are you done are, are you still beating your wife and there wasn't a way for me to answer that so I just gave the least uh, the, the the most truthful lie I could. What? <laughs> Here's how the whole thing works, and this is this is the technicality all of this hinges on. They don't they uh, they operate under a 51 percent certainty that the person they are spying on is not a U.S. citizen. They have a 51 percent certainty. That means almost by a half margin they don't they're, know. But they're collecting information on everybody. They're doing a blanket uh, data dump. They're storing information on everybody. Yeah. But then they're sifting through and filtering on on keywords that trigger. And so here's the way it works is the FBI or whoever it is has up to a week so they can find something based on the keyword triggers. They can analyze it. They can they can build a case and then they go to FISA. They have a week. If at the end of that week they decide this isn't something they want to do, they drop it. But during that week, they can violate anyone's privacy as much as they want completely legally. Absolutely legally. But then here's the best part. Then after that week, if they want to keep it going, they take it to the FISA court. A FISA court which was- is a Which is secret. There's no public record. Set up after the Nixon scandals. Right. Right? Here's the beautiful thing. In 33 years of operation, the FISA court has only ever denied two requests. In the last year, there's been 1,740 requests. They denied two. Those were the two in 33 years that they've denied. Wow. So the FISA court is a rubber stamp machine. It is bullshit. If they tell you that it has federal oversight, that is bullshit. They're lying to you. It's a rubber stamp factory set up to rubber stamp spying. It's crap. So when he says we aren't spying on Americans, he's technically going by their definition of 51% certainty. And then when he says not wittingly, what they do is after they discover it's an American and they don't have a probable cause, they drop it after a week. But during that week, they've they, they looked at do, all of the nudie they pictures they want, it, yeah, anything they, they want. Whatever the hell they want. It's, it's atrocious. It's, it's absolutely atrocious. Uh, and of course, Clapper, speaking of Clapper, says that these leaks don't hurt 
anyone but Americans. And he's also damaged our national security. America's top intelligence officer, James Clapper, charged on MSNBC. By the way, MSNBC taking the cake this week for sucking the Obama administration's wang. They are doing everything possible. They got a new gal who's got a new show, and her entire new show has been around justifying this entire thing. It has been a train wreck. Adversaries, whether nation-state adversaries or nefarious groups, benefit from that same transparency. So as we speak, they are going to school and learning how we do this. This is Clapper. So Clapper is saying now by this leak, this transparency has put America at risk. And this leak gives them a blueprint on how we manage and monitor them. So now that they know this, they can avoid it. Not so, says a journalist who got the leaks. Terrorists already know that the U.S. government tries to surveil their communications. Nothing that we revealed helps, quote unquote, the terrorists. Clapper has ordered initial findings by the end of the week on how much harm has been done. These NSA programs work by collecting collecting information on emails, online activity, and phone calls. The leak of the program's existence may make terrorists stop communicating in these basic ways, essentially pushing them further off the grid. If you're a terrorist and you're composing an email, what the system allows the NSA to do is watch you compose the email in real time and figure out as you're composing the email where you are. And terrorists may now stop using major Internet providers. So this has been a – okay, so this is their theory. The terrorists are going to stop using the Internet service providers that we've been spying on now that you've put all this out there. And that's what the risk is. So all of this manhunting they're going to do for this Edward Snowden is – nothing. It's it's because they've he's alerted the terrorists to something they've That's obviously bullshit. already it's known bullshit to. Because it's – everybody knows they're doing that. Of course the terrorists are using encryption already. Yeah. Of course they are. Because this is, this is about – information and control and this is what it's all about so he he mentions he mentions uh in there i so what what i get really what i what i thought was really interesting about the way this whole story rolled out is almost immediately all of these big nine corp companies that were main name you know google microsoft twitter or yeah. actually not twitter not twitter actually uh but facebook yeah skype they, they skype they well microsoft they all released pressed releases that were essentially kind of similar, saying that, you know, they are denying a lot of this. And so it seemed like all of a sudden we had this big disconnect from what the PowerPoint presentation was claiming, that they have direct access to their servers, and what Larry Page and other CEOs... And what they like, were saying, like, like Zuckerberg, no. yeah. this isn't happening. Right. This is not happening. So wait a minute. At one minute, we so we have... we have, But then the federal government comes out and says, yes, we are doing this. Like, they actually confirmed it. So what the hell? Who do we believe? Do we believe the federal government who is admitting to doing it, or do we believe these companies? I actually believe the truth lies somewhere in between. I think neither one of them is lying. I think <laughs> I, I think I think it's actually possible. I think the federal government has admitted to spying, and I don't necessarily think so. Google, a little information is coming about how Google does it. Uh, Google, when well, actually, let's start with how the NSA does it. Um, Steve Gibson on uh, Twit Security Now has a really good working theory as to how the NSA is actually doing this and why they say it's a quote-unquote direct tap to their servers and why the companies are saying, no, they don't have direct access. Gibson has figured it out. I want to play this a little long, but, I mean, it was like an hour-and-a-half show, and I've boiled it down to like Steve's two Steve's a really knowledgeable guy. I mean, yeah. just, to, just to back things up a little bit before you play it, he does GRC.com. Gibson did, Research Corporation. And he's got a lot of great tools like Shields Up. Which, spin right. And Spinrite, which will recover hard drives. I mean, this guy... 
knows what he's talking about. He doesn't have any bias here. No, I don't think so. And yeah. it's, it's really good clip. In San Francisco, the, quote, secret room, unquote, is room 641A. And he's reading uh, an article from an NSA whistleblower. At 611 Folsom Street, the site of a large SBC phone building, three floors of which are occupied by AT&T. High-speed fiber optic circuits come in on the eighth floor and run down to the seventh floor, where they connect to routers for AT&T's WorldNet service, part of the latter's vital common backbone. In order to snoop on these circuits, a special cabinet was installed and cabled to the secret room on the sixth floor to monitor the information going through the circuits. Now, this is all established. We've actually played clips that correspond to this yep. and back this up. Right. Uh, NSA whistleblowers have been coming out for years that have established this. There's actual pictures online of the door to this room that matches all this up. So this this information's actually been known for years. It's just the mainstream media has not brought it into the public discourse. Uh, but it, this has been a part of this puzzle that is, we've actually had for the longest. The location code of the cabinet is, and he gives a number, which denotes the seventh floor, aisle 177, and bay 04. The secret room itself is roughly 24 by 48 feet, containing perhaps a dozen cabinets, including much such equipment as sun servers and two Juniper routers, plus an industrial size air conditioner. Plans for the secret room were fully drawn up by December 2002, curiously only four months after DARPA started awarding contracts for TIA, whatever that is. That would be the Total Information Awareness Program, where DARPA funded research into massive computer systems to track and log metadata for all of humanity. I believe it's actually the scope of it, not yeah. just the U.S. So uh, that is actually what TIA stands for. And then we have two photos in this in this deposition photos showing the, the 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 room and then he says while doing my job i learned that fiber optic cables from the secret room were tapping into the world net circuits by splitting off a portion of the light signal and that's why the program is called prism leo what does a prism do yeah, it splits a light it signal splits light yep. i saw this in a design document available to me entitled Study Group 3 LGX slash Splitter Wiring, San Francisco, dated December 10, 2002. I also saw design documents dated January 13, 2004, and blah, 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 which instructed technicians on connecting some of the already in-service circuits to the splitter cabinet, which diverts some of the light signal to the secret room. The circuits listed were the peering links which connect WorldNet with other networks and hence the entire country, as well as the rest of the world. So, here is what NSA has done. This is installed in San Francisco. The NSA has installed this technology, this prism fiber optic tapping splitting technology, just upstream of all of those companies named. It is absolutely true that they probably never knew about it. They may be finding out about it for the first time listening to this podcast, and I imagine it will suddenly all make sense to them. The NSA has said they had direct access to these company servers. Well, they're, and that's the funny thing, the thing I noticed when I realized what was going on is that server 
is the only word anyone knows. My mom knows the word server. You know, uh, Mika Brzezinski on Morning Joe knows about the, the AOL server or the Google servers. That's in the common parlance. The word that we should have been using is router. He nailed it. He absolutely nailed it. And you know why I know he nailed it? Because if you were going to come to me and say, I need to monitor uh, me, who I've designed big data centers, nothing that's large as this ever. But if you came to me and said, we need to do this, yeah. this is how I would do it. And here's the beauty. Because while maybe your web session to Gmail is encrypted, when you click send on the back end, Google's still sending that out over good old SMTP. They can capture that. So when they say they can capture emails in real time and reassemble them, that's because they're actually catching the SMTP data being relayed out from Google's mail servers. It makes so much sense. And here's the beauty of it. What's the legality here? Because they're not on Google's campus. No, they went into they went into a telco, who have been Which, indemnified well, back yeah, in two thousand. I was going to say they got retroactive immunity on this. They have indemnification. Yeah, so they're in they're in the building yeah. of a provider who's indemnified. They're not tapping into Google's connection. They're tapping into the, they're in the public internet. Yeah, they're on the public internet inside a telco which has immunity. And and here's the other beautiful part about it is even if you can't capture everything, you can get enough signals to then get a warrant. To then go to Google and say, give us everything. So that's how they can go to Google and say, this is why we know we need everything. And that's why Google is rubber stamping like 98% of these national security well, they, letters. Because they, they have no choice to because of the overwhelming evidence. Though. There's overwhelming evidence because they're monitoring Google's physical connection. Right. One of their many physical connections. Do you think Google even knew that they were monitoring the physical connection, though? See, Gibson says no. I'd, how could you not? Because when you have so... But how could they prove it, though? That's the thing, right? Right, right. And they have so... But when you get so many requests that are so specific, and data... Uh, Google knows data. I mean, Google's got to know, right? Facebook knows data. Those guys know their, when their data is... But there's leaking. nothing for them that they could do about it. Right. But now they're they're coming out and they're saying, hey... Uh, let us let us make these requests public. Let us you know put this out there, right? Because these companies are taking a beating now in the public eye because they're like they're asking, they're yeah. asking to put it out there, yeah. and they should because their reputations are getting a wash right now. Well, they are, yeah. Because a lot of people are saying, oh yeah, sure you didn't know Google, sure you didn't know right. Verizon. Like, uh, it's linked in the unfiltered subreddit. Um, uh, what's his name from TechCrunch? Um, Mike Arrington. Yeah. He's been he's been blogging about this like a machine, and he had a big blog post. He said, "Cowards is what he said. Cowards. These CEOs have been knowing about this. They've been knowing they're spying off these cowards. How could they not say anything?" And I kind of feel a little bit of that myself. You know, I'm their customer. They owe it to me. Yeah. Um, now, what's creepy about Gibson's theories is Bill Biney is the NSA whistleblower that we have played clips on before. Russia today <laughs> seeked him out to kind of give him his moment in the sun to say, "Hey, look, you've been telling the people about this for years." These interviews were recorded and, you know, Steve did his show today. This interview on Russia Today was done days ago and released today. And this whistleblower's, his story matches up perfectly with Gibson's theory. I'm sitting here with Mr. William Benny. He's a 32-year veteran of the NSA who helped design a top-secret program. He says broadly changed Americans' uh, personal data, and he actually helped crack those codes and enter into this. He's now a whistleblower. Mr. Benny, thank you so much for joining me. So first of all, let's talk about the latest information that has come out from this NSA spying on Americans. Uh, well, uh, first of all, the, uh, the FISA warrant uh, the, that was issued uh, to the FBI to get data from uh, Verizon, uh, that's, that's been going on, according to uh, the paper anyway, since 2007. 
He says, by the way, this is Bill's way of staying out of NDAA jail. What And this is what a lot of government officials do. They say, well, the newspaper says, because then if the newspapers reported it, he can say it. And so what he does is he just, he can selectively talk about the things that have been publicly reported on and give more accurate information. And this is like the, being renewed every three months. So if you look at the top corner, top right corner of that order, it's 13-80. That means it's the 80th order since in this year of 2013. Jeez. So when you... Start to say, well, what are the other 79 orders? You can figure other companies, and, and, and this is like the second reorder of 2013 for each company. So you, that maximum, you would divide 80 by 2, and the maximum number of companies that could be involved in this kind of order would be 40. So, but I'm sure that there are other... So we are hearing about the tip of the iceberg. Right. There are yep. other uh, things that uh, they have other orders that they're issuing other than just this kind for the... Uh, service providers or the telecoms. So let's talk about the the nine internet companies that said that they are part of this this prison program. Should Americans really be surprised at this? Uh, well, I'm not, that's for sure. <laughs> but I would point out that uh, the NSA had deployed uh, NARIS devices, and it's in court documents uh, submitted by Mark Klein, documenting the NSA room in the in the uh, San Francisco AT&T building where they had NARIS devices and a splitter that basically duplicated the fiber optic lines and would send them down two paths. All the information went down two directions. One of them went to the NARIS devices in the NSA room. And so those NARIS devices could take everything off that fiber optic line, uh, which meant they could get uh, one NARIS insight device can do 10 gigabits a second, which meant it could reassemble a quarter and a, a million and a half and a quarter 1,000 character emails a second. And that's the kind of input they would get from one device. Now, I'm sure they have multiple devices at multiple sites in the country as well as other places in the world. So that's an awful lot of data to try to manage. Uh, and so they need to do things like build Bluffdale to plan for the future so they have lots of storage for all this data coming in. So this whistleblower from the NSA, who by his uh, account has actually been in some of these rooms, I believe, uh, essentially matches Gibson's theory to the T. He just gave us the technical explanation. He's seen it done. He's seen the fiber splitting. So, so now that we know, you know, what's, what's the end game here? Because of the fact that obviously most of America, and I'm sorry, I'm calling you out, people. I'm calling a lot of you out here. Most of America, and you know what, including some, some people in our chat. hey oh. They're they the yeah, they they're against this. They don't like this. This is bad. What is anybody doing about this? I mean, at the top of the show, we talked about how Turkey is fighting for their democratic rights and how they're in the streets See what I'm saying? wanting their leader to step down Thank you. because of what's going on. That's what I'm yeah, saying. We look here yeah, people are pissed, people are chatting it up on Facebook and on Twitter and are in unfiltered chat room, but no one is doing anything. No, in fact, according, according, to, according to Pew Research, Chase, uh, the majority of Americans are totally cool with this. Now, it turns out uh, when you hear people um, quoting this Pew Research, that's your litmus test to see if they're a shill. So the way they ask these questions is they said, uh, Chase, if the uh, United States government believed that there was an imminent threat for terrorism and they needed to protect America, would you be okay if they monitored your email to, ver <laughs> to ensure that America was safe? That's how they asked the question. Yeah, that's but, how they but, ask the question. But spin the question the other way. They then they and you know there's I have I'll have a link in the show notes you can right. read. That's really what they asked. Right. It's yeah. Right. 
Uh, and you're right. And then the, the article we link shows examples of other ways to ask that question that are much less leading that when those questions were then asked produced drastically but different results. But you know results. what's sad is more people are fucking concerned with American Idol and who's going to win American Idol. More people vote in American Idol than they do in fucking local elections. I think it's the devil box. I, I blame the devil box. The devil box. Yeah, and I think the internet's here to save us all. I really do. It's the cyber Christ. <laughs> I, I mean, I mean it. Uh, the, the TV is the absolute slave box that keeps us all completely happily distracted and feeds us with these clips of fucking Aaron Burnett and and Clapper telling us that America's at risk and Mike Rogers out there justifying the blatant spine and and uh, what's his name from Air America and uh, and SNL uh what's his damn name uh, Franken Al Franken, Al Franken yeah. out there shilling for the NSA why oh it's not a big deal you know you know the problem is people if we don't fight for our liberties and if we don't fight for our rights then you know what? Might as well just get rid of them. Oh right? my god! Oh my god! I, right? I, there's another because thing. no one gives a rat's ass. Well, no one cares. First of all, they're just a they're just a shell to 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 make the slaves keep working, anyways. And and the problem is, is people don't. And this is, I think, a huge problem besides the slave box. Is I think people have very little appreciation and understanding of history because of the way the public education system works. In the 40s, the U.S. had McCarthyism, which was little more than an illegal witch hunt that entailed the government spying on anyone they didn't like. The 40s also saw the passage of Executive Order 9066, which allowed the government to round up American citizens who happened to be of Japanese descent and put them into internment camps. That is an unparalleled level of surveillance. I think it sounds like a knee-jerk hyperbole to say, remember how we had internment camps? But Jesus, people, remember how we had internment camps? Yeah. How do you think we did that? Do you think maybe we surveyed? And took information in and rounded people up. I mean, if you look back at just the last 80 years yeah, what of they, our history. Yeah, they looked and they go, okay, well, you know what? The Japanese, they could have spies here. We need to round up all the spies. Internment camps. Yeah. In the, in the United States of America. Yeah. So it gets dangerous when government has information like this. It gets very dangerous. Even if you love Barry and you want to hang out in the Klum gang and smoke a doobie with Barry and you think he's the greatest president that Beer we've summer. ever had. That's awesome. But what happens when Barry leaves office? What happens then? What, well, what about the next guy? Well, what's going to happen is the next guy is just going to continue the previous administration. What if it's Petraeus? What if Petraeus gets into office, former head of the CIA? What if he gets in office and decides, you know what? I got some great ideas what we can do with this information. And by the way, speaking of Petraeus, let's rewind the clock a little bit. You want to talk about how government can abuse this data? Let's take another look at the Petraeus scandal with this now with this new information in light. Right. Think about this. Yeah. They went into Petraeus's email accounts and Paula Broadwell's accounts and that other gal's Gmail accounts. They went in there. They got private emails. They got pictures. They got all that crap. They went into their inboxes. They got all that crap. And then he resigns. He steps down. They already, we've already seen an abuse of this power just recently. We just didn't realize it was happening right in front of us. And let's all admit that the whole thing sounded pretty freaking shaky like well, this doesn't seem like we've got the whole picture here they and 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 we then we had the fox report then we had the the, the recording yep. that yep. he had presidential aspirations and and then we have brennan steps in who's restructuring the whole damn drone program that's no mistake that's no, we're, no it's we're, not while we're pulling out of afghanistan that's no mistake trust me trust me this we've already witnessed an abuse of this program we've yep. seen it at the yep. highest levels yeah no and the the lemming attitude that yeah. a lot of people are having right now on this, 
and there's not a huge uproar about it. Part of that plays into the fact that so many people, like you said, are what was it, the devil box? Is that what you were calling? Paying it? attention to the, or the slave box? The slave box. What what's going on is a lot of people go Hit to the no screen. They go to that slave box and they react to what the slave box is telling them how to react to. Oh, this is not a big deal. This is not a big thing. You know, hey, if you have nothing to hide, right? It's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. It's because somehow I remember before I really got into all this stuff, I used to think, ah, when it's a big enough deal, it percolates up to the top, and they really do talk about it. That used to be what I thought. That used to be how I thought it worked. But you know how you know that's not the case. Mm. And there's a big aspect to this that the federal government isn't talking about, that CNN isn't talking about, that Fox News certainly isn't talking about, and it's the frickin' timing of all of this. And I think you cannot underplay that at all. Not only the timing, but where did Edward Snowden run to when he went on the run? Where did he? Hong Kong. Hong Kong. And what time did this news hit? What day did it hit? The day that Obama is meeting with the Chinese president. Now, remember, you guys, Hong Kong is now a part of China, and it's not a U.K. territory anymore. Well, and Bob Baer is going to give us a little more context. Well, here's the problem is that Hong Kong is, is controlled by Chinese intelligence. It's, it's not an independent part of China at all. Um, you know, I've talked to a bunch of people in Washington today in, in official positions, and they're looking at this as a potential Chinese espionage case. And I'm not saying this because I disagree or agree with it. You know, PRISM is necessarily a good thing or this whole program. It's simply that it was unwise of him to go to Hong Kong to do this. On the face of it, it looks like it's under some sort of Chinese control, especially with the president meeting the premier today. You have to ask what's going on. I mean, China is not a friendly country and every aspect of that country is controlled so why hong kong why didn't he go to sweden or if he really wanted to make a statement he should have done it on capitol hill and what's interesting remember remember uh edward was a former cia uh um employee i don't know if, what the appropriate term would be there but he worked for the cia before he became a contractor for the nsa and uh there is sort of a well-known little game where one intelligence agency tries to recruit the uh, agents of another intelligence agency right. so maybe he would be a target for chinese uh, intelligence uh and then bob goes into a little more detail you know it, it's almost seems to me that this was a pointed affront to the united states mm. on the day the president is meeting the chinese leader telling us listen quit complaining about espionage and getting on the internet and you know our hacking you are doing the same thing I, I can see the Chinese doing that. There you go. Bob Baer, former CIA officer. It's, an, it's a very interesting theory, and it's one that I can't discount either. Yeah. You yeah. can't discount it because it's it, it's quite possible. Right. I mean, hello, we've well, what have we been talking about on the show for the past couple of weeks? Right. China hacking, China right. hacking. China this, China that. China's like, well, fuck you. Yeah. We're going to say this. I, I kind of think so. And, yeah. the, and then you imagine Obama has to sit down, and all of this has come out. Yeah. But then, sit down but, 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 but then if he sits down and, and talks, why does uh, Obama sit down and talk? And we talk about his quote of his presidency is probably going to be, oh, it's okay. We should give up on these privacies. We can't be 100% secure. Yeah. He's just laying the groundwork for, for people to get really – and don't forget, is this the ultimate distraction of the, of the month? Because what, what did just happen a couple of weeks ago? The IRS scandal, the, yeah. the IRS targeting uh, right. you know, uh, conservative groups? Right. 
Where is that on the news now? It is gone. Dude. It is off the radar. They can't even keep track of it all. There's so much scandal. It is so much off scandal. the radar. There's so much scandal right now. They can't keep track of it all. They really can't. Like, the media just can't. They, they're overloaded. Chris, I have an idea for a Kickstarter project. We're going to start a new channel called the Scandal Channel, oh, right. which we're all going to talk about and keep track. You know, we're going to have a little, like, news bar on the left-hand side of the screen. Live streams and stuff. Live stream. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Jeez. And then, uh, all right, so I don't know. This is not connected at all, but it's just kind of fun to think about. Like when you're thinking about, did China have something to do with this guy leaks? With this guy's leak, was it all orchestrated to make to make Obama look bad? Those are all really fascinating questions. The other thing I think it's kind of interesting, just to kind of keep in pr- uh, uh, perspective, is was it like last four weeks ago, Chase? We were talking about uh, the CIA agents that were outed over in Russia. Right. So you have you have uh, the CIA, who is potentially has one of their agents getting recruited for Chinese intelligence doing this leak. Yeah. And then you have the Russia, the Russian intelligence agencies outing CIA agents over in Russia. Meanwhile, the State Department is engulfed in its own controversies. <laughs> Jeez. I think. Yeah. I don't Sorry, actually you'll see oh. only on CBS News. State Department sources claim that serious wrongdoing by officials, including an ambassador, has been covered up. Senior correspondent John Miller's back. John, good morning. Good morning, Charlie. Some of the State Department's own agents are charging that investigations were manipulated to protect careers or to avoid scandal. At least one is charging when they investigated a series of cover-ups. It was covered up. Covers up with a cover-up. The Diplomatic Security Service, or DSS, is the State Department's security force. They protect the Secretary of State, U.S. ambassadors overseas, and investigate misconduct by State Department employees. But according to an internal State Department Inspector General's memo obtained by CBS News, some of those investigations were influenced, manipulated, or simply called off. The memo cited eight examples. Among them... In Beirut, allegations that a State Department security official engaged in sexual assaults on foreign nationals hired as embassy guards. Allegations that members of former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton's protective security detail engaged prostitutes while on official trips in foreign countries and that the problem was endemic. In Baghdad, information that an underground drug ring operating near the... I mean, it just goes on and on. So uh, the Obama administration is on fire in controversy. Let's not forget Benghazi is still going on, right? Right. So I mean, I don't know. You know, I I was seeing articles, and I don't think this would ever happen, but of calling on Obama to step aside, step down. Not gonna happen. Not gonna happen. No. What's crazy about all of this is it looks like it might be legal in a large case. Now they're going to be going through this. There's hearings already happening on this, but it, you know, it's but you know the saddest congressionally thing? approved. The FISA courts involved. Here's the saddest thing. No one cares. I don't think that's true. Well, I would say the majority of Americans don't care. Yeah, I think that might start I'm changing. I'm sorry. Open up the Skype line. Let's see if some of our people out there care. All right. Care. All right. Yeah, well, so, but, well, the, but then again, our, our audience is biased because our audience is caring. They're, they're, they're calling in. Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe. Maybe, maybe not. not. All know. right. So we'll, if you guys, as we're wrapping up the show here, if you want to call into the show and get your thoughts into this episode of Unfilter, I think this is a pretty big topic. I think a lot yeah. of you probably, maybe you guys think we're way off, but I think we've got, I think we're onto it here, at least as early, as well as we can be this early into it. This is one of those stories that this show will be following for a while. And let's not kid ourselves. This type of story is a big part of why Chase and I started the Unfilter show. I mean, we've known about these NSA whistleblowers for a long time now. And that played a role in the decision to start this show because this kind of stuff's going on and not being talked about. So this is something I think the show will probably be following for a little while. And this yeah. story's I mean, this story will probably 
it's it's partly, one of the, partly defined. It's Obama. one of those things as I as I sit here and we talk about this and we go through these stories. These are the days that I'm honestly sad to be a part of these kind of things because yeah. because it makes you feel so powerless. Right. It makes you feel that you can't make a difference. It makes you feel that it doesn't matter who you talk to. It doesn't matter what you complain to or what congressperson or mayor or senator. You guys, some of you may have asked me, well, Chase, what have you done? I've written. I've physically written to my congressperson. I have physically written to my senator. I have contacted my representatives. Doesn't matter. You know, you get a canned response. Oh, yeah, totally. You get a canned letter in the mail. It doesn't matter because unless you have literally millions of dollars and you have some sort of super PAC group, it doesn't matter what you do. It's unfortunate, but that's the way it is right now. And that's the part that makes me really, really sad. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it seems like it's going to require uh, some changing of the guard for a change to really be affected. And I, I, I used to have this book called The Next Hundred Years. I got it on Audible. And uh, it was right before Obama got elected that I got it. And the guy in the book says, you know, the next president, he's not going to change anything. It's going to be more of the same. No. And he even says in the book, like, the next president might kind of campaign on bringing a bunch of new new things in. But it's just the way the system works that we need we need a generation to go off. Because what's going to happen is you're going to get fewer and fewer people that are interested in politics. And what's going to occur is you're going to get more people that are interested in American Idol and The Bachelor then they're going to be in the presidency, and what's going to happen? Wait, are we there now? Well, we're already, I think we're there now. Yeah, I think so. But it's 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 going to maybe even, not the presidency, but pretty but much it, everything. It's else. going to get even worse, and it's going to get to the point where oh yeah, and yesterday President Obama was elected president. That it's going to be a side story. It's not going to be a big you deal. Think? I don't know about the presidency. I, I think it will get to that point. I think they need it to be a big show. Or, it, or what? They're going to open up the phone lines. They're going to have phone voting. No, I think they just they need all of that political process to be a big show. There's an industry around it, and it helps everybody yeah. get in line if you follow the politicians. I think the, if I had a magic wand and I had a way to change some things, the first thing I would change, the very first change is I would invoke term limits on everything. Yeah, There would be term limits on senators. There would be term limits on House of Representatives. There would be term limits on everything. Now, granted, there's already term limits on the president. That's great. We need term limits on everything. We yeah. don't need a lifetime 35-year politician sitting in office. We don't need that. It does, at this point, though, seem like we almost have little difference between Bush and Obama. And what I love Obama's defense, defense usually is as well, you know, we looked at it, we scrubbed at it, and we thought real hard about it. And I'm just so sick of Obama's justification being we thought real hard about it. And when, he, you know, it's like, okay, good. I'm glad you thought about it. That's good. Yeah. That makes me feel a lot better. Am I wrong? I mean, really, am I, am I wrong here, you guys? Uh, I mean, if you're listening to the show live right now, please feel free to give. Let us know. Call us right now. Uh, you can call 425-312-1756 if you're hearing us live or unfilter show if you if you want to use the Skype. Don't worry. Your calls are being monitored by the NSA and the CIA. Uh, nothing we can do about it. <laughs> They're just doing it. So hopefully you're okay with that. Let's all just move to the Internet. Please. And then we'll live on a tour node somewhere. <laughs> and then we'll have to hop around all the time, though. That's the problem. Um, well, if I don't know if anybody's going to call in, should we maybe jump down to the emails? Well, you know what? We do have some great emails. Yeah. Some, I, some great there stuff. Was a, uh, there was one that started in the uh, Unfilter subreddit this week, and I like giving the Unfilter subreddit a little titch. Man, was that thing rocking this week with people oh, submitting links? Oh, my God. That, yeah. I mean, that's the, that's the best thing about Reddit. Because right now, obviously, 
it's a little bit, you know, uh, it is being monitored by the NSA, of course. <laughs> uh, but this was a, a Reddit that was submitted by Going Upstream. Oh, that's difficult. And Why Are Americans So Special, which was the title of it. And there was a lot of comments. I'll just read the initial comment here. First, I'm American and do believe in the rights that are written into our Constitution. My issue is the mentality in America that the rights granted in our Constitution only applies to American citizens. Why do we think that only Americans are entitled to these rights? People are held in prison forever with no trill. Trial. Trial. Uh, I was trying to decipher that one. Trills are for taxes. That's right. <laughs> and the government can do that because they are foreigners and, quote, terrorists. It seems hypocritical of people to not give all people the same rights that they themselves expect. And I guess he's talking about how right now the way this system works. Gitmo and stuff? Was, well, yeah, he's talking yeah. about Gitmo too. But also when he talks about, I, I think of the, the, the big part of this whole thing is people outside the U.S., we're just full on spying on them. They've got no protections. They're, we're not getting metadata. We're getting everything. We're sucking it all up and we're looking at all of it. You got no rights. You got no protection. There's no court for you. And then, oh, by the way, we're shipping it off to your government too. You're yeah. welcome. Yeah. Here and go. then what, what does, what rules apply to a government who's been handed data on their citizens by a foreign government? Because maybe that government couldn't collect it themselves because of laws, but if they're handed that information by a foreign government who's and done the collection, just one big circle jerk, right? <laughs> it's all it is. Yeah. So uh, sorry about that, everybody. All right. Well, should we do our next email, Mister Chase? Yes. This one uh, came in from David. He titled it "How Germany Monitors Computers." Now, with all the U.S. government snooping on ISPs and internet companies, it all seems pretty bad. Here in the EU, most countries have the telecommunications data retention law that pretty much says safe from to and timestamp of all internet traffic for six months. The ISPs have uh, have to save the data and hand it out on a request by court. Yes, the police is not to get it without a court order. However, Germany is not having a law. Basically, the German Bundestag has implemented the law, but it got shut down by the Constitutional Court. Reasoning the law is assuming every citizen is a potential criminal. Ding, ding, ding. Because of bad experiences in the past, Stalsi in the DDR, Germans react strongly to uh, such issues, and we protect it against such laws by our Constitution. Now, he goes on to say, this is why I think the Unfilter show in particular is important, but, the whole, uh, but also the whole network. No one, uh, one, uh, one cannot trust the big broadcasting networks to present you with the truth anymore. Yeah, it's interesting too. He says what what the German government has done now is instead of uh, amass a huge spying apparatus on their society, at least according to the official story, they are actually hiring hacker groups. They're work. There's a hacker group. The Chaos Club is started to essentially, uh, um, um not a campaign, but uh, they are lobbying the government for the government to just do contracts with them when they need something done. Yeah. Brilliant. Yep. All right, next email, Mr. Chase. What do you think? Uh, this one comes in from Russell. Uh, Russell chimes in with the following. goes, hey, guys, big fan of the show and the rest, especially Coda Radio. Huh. I wanted to chime in on a rather personal note and on the topic of mental illness. I live in Australia. I'm 19, and I have been diagnosed with two different chronic depression disorders with a side effect of anger issues. There are two points that I wanted to bring up. Firstly, my biggest problem is self-harm. There are situations where I completely lose control and lash out, usually, at myself. I don't think it's out of question that if firearms were so ridiculously easy to acquire where I live, that perhaps suicide attempts wouldn't have just been attempts. 
Secondly, I can't speak for everyone, but reaching out to a professional and getting help was extremely difficult for me to do. And it was only after I was hospitalized with a heart problem to do anxiety that I ended up seeing a psychologist. The more the media makes people afraid of those diagnosed with disorders, the more having a disorder on your record becomes an issue. The scarier it becomes for people who need help to get help, and I can only imagine being forced onto it would have uh, anywhere near have the same result. Mental health is a complex issue, and I worry for those who don't have the support network I have. Keep up the good work, Russell. And I agree. I, yeah. This is one thing that I've mentioned. Yeah. There's just there's just such a negative guys that oh my god oh you're seeing a shrink oh Chris what's wrong with you what's right. what's wrong with your mental capacity right there's such there's such a problem and then that. you also have people who are like then all of a sudden I'm going to show up with some sort of database yep and I'm gonna yeah. I'm, I'm gonna I won't be able to buy a gun because right. if because I'm on the list I can't buy a right. gun yeah I I agree it's a very very difficult spot we're in yeah hopefully we get this solved we we do have one final question right, I think it's a tech one too yes I all love right. I love tech yeah do you still use Google hey Chris and Chase. <laughs> I'm a long-time listener since the beginning, and I was curious on what search engines you both use for your daily routine and research. Lately, it was revealed that the government's PRISM program was spying on companies like Apple, Google, and Microsoft. I heard about that. To get information on you, and it includes your search queries. Do any of you use alternative privacy engines like DuckDuckGo or StartPage, or do you still rely on Google? Thanks again for the great show, and here's to another year. Before you answer the question, uh-huh. have you... Ever worried before you do a search about it being tracked? No. Really? No. See, I'm doing a lot of searches for this show on Google, by the way, and I am a little worried. I mean, I'm searching for a lot of stuff. Yeah, I know. I, you don't worry about that a little bit? No. Really? No. no so because, you not use DuckDuckGo then? No. No, I, I, uh, I use Google. I do occasionally use Bing, and my reasoning is real simple. They're already splicing all of our data anyway at yeah. the node. It doesn't matter what search engine I'm using, okay? Yeah, that's it doesn't true. matter. But maybe one makes it a lot easier than the other. Like, yeah, but remember – They can go deeper remember, on Google there, maybe there are three, There are 300 million people here in the United States, okay? Right. You're, so, you're just noise. So I'm just noise, and the only time that they're going to come back and do a search on me is if there's something that I really, really did wrong. So you but know what? You gotta, they don't care about the the, maybe. the I mean, you rhinoceros re- porn that I'm looking. You at. never they don't know. Care about that. You never know. I mean, this is the rest of your life potentially. True. And so that's a long time for I mean, you to I, potentially I, run into some I, kind I, of mishap. I will say this. You know, yes. Right now, I am looking for a job. I am um, gainfully unemployed, as they say. And yeah, sure. You know, someone could do a Google search on me, and and or the government could do a back back search and go, oh wow, Chase is looking at rhino porn. You know those kind of situations, but you know what? I I'm not gonna. I don't want to get myself going down that rabbit's that that hole. That, yeah. Because if I start going you can down that get hole, OCD. I can not only get OCD, but I'm just gonna go crazy. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then I'll need a psychologist, and yeah. then I'm then I'm in that hole. So that uh, Ace Ventura movie must have must have really got you going. <laughs> well, you know, right up so you guys, let us know what you think about all of this stuff. The good news is the Skype account information is all squared away. So that means we want to hear your feedback. Of course, you can call us. One four two five three one two seventeen fifty six. Leave us your thoughts, comments, maybe something we got wrong, or an idea for a future show. We want all of it, everything you can think of, or you can Skype us. Unfilter show, all one word. But again, the phone works the best. One four two five three one two seventeen fifty six. Oh, there you go, Mr. Jason. You know what that means? It means that it's time to talk about our subreddit. Our awesome little subreddit. Yes, unfiltered.reddit.com, where we have 439 glorious readers 
who uh, check it out. Wow, 439. 439. They submit stories. They comment. They upvote. They downvote. Oh, yes. They do all that fun jazz. I always set a goal every single episode. What are we going to go for? I'm going for 450. You're crazy. I know I'm crazy, maybe, but I like I like like you know like you guys, plateaus. If, if you guys like to get involved, maybe get, make the show even better. Uh, this would be a great way to help. All you got to do is tell one person. Yeah. That's really all you got to do. All right, Chase. Where should people find you throughout the week while you're you know shocking and jiving, doing well, your thing? Uh, people can find me on the twitters uh, at Nunes N U N E S. That's where I tweet my thoughts of 140 characters or less. Pow. And uh, Chris, where can people follow oh, you? Oh, you know on me, Chase. I'm taking over the universe in 140 characters or less over at Twitter.com/slash Chris L A S. Oh wow! I see you tweeted about your contraceptive show, uh, Plan B. That's true. How's oh, that going, anyway? Great. If you need me, just let me know. I've been getting sponsors. Oh, really? From Lots Amazon? of Plan B. Lots of Plan B. <laughs> Amazon Plan B. Boxes of it. <laughs> All right, Chase. What about you? You got some podcasts people should know about? I do a little podcasting over at geekgamer.tv. We do shows about Minecraft, geek, and gaming topics, as well as pinball. Lots Ooh. of pinball action uh, that I posted there about uh, the circuit fine. We also played some Grand Theft Auto. Nice. And, you know, I mean, that's really violent, so I know the government has a lot on me on that. Ooh, ouch. Yeah, it's true. But it was fun. Don't forget, if you're an Unfiltered supporter, awesome supporter show for you this week. If you're not yet, go subscribe, and you can download the back catalog, and this would definitely be one to grab. I really uh, liked it. You know. All right, everyone. Good. Well, thanks to our chat room, too. And don't forget, you can join us live Wednesdays over at jblive.tv, 6.30 p.m. Pacific. Yes, All right, it's everyone. very tasty. Thanks so much for tuning this week's episode of Unfiltered. See you right back here next, next week. week.